0: what's going on guys welcome to the too much test podcast i am joined by david Mesquita. you can find him on instagram as dynamite underscore d or you can find him on youtube by his name and i'm also joined by sam stolt you can find him using sam stolt on instagram and youtube um, we've got some links in the bottom of this either video or podcast for some of the stuff that we're affiliated with and where else you can find us on social media if you're watching this, we are on every major podcast platform. If you're listening, we have a YouTube channel. Just look up Too Much Test Podcast. So what is going on, guys? What is this, episode 18? We've been doing this for a hot minute. This is six
1: six months now almost or something at this point. I, I definitely I definitely enjoy going through these. Uh, and uh, everything over here is amazing. I finally finished up the renovations on the front living room of the house.
0: <laughs> nice what about you what about you david you've had some issues with your house is it getting um, any better
2: You're supposed- <laughs> so something just happened right before the podcast started and i was glad the tape wasn't rolling so i went to the bathroom which is literally right next to the office and i mean tmi whatever and uh flushed the toilet <laughs> i don't know um, to test your levels in here but basically what happened is that you know the plunger at like the bottom of it the, the pump that basically pumps the water in and tells you whether the level's too high or not so that pump where it goes into apparently shot off and it hit the so hard that the actual uh, por, uh, porcelain lifted off the back of it and all of, like the dishes and stuff like because we've had to wash it in the bathtub because we don't have a sink downstairs with our renovations going on. We're lying into the bathtub and thank God it didn't break it but I like had to take the plunger and push it all the way back down into it and it stopped it. So I guess it
0: didn't seal it properly. So three things that could possibly be the issue there. Either you just took a Mondo Duke, you've got ghosts in your fucking house, or you need to call a plumber. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like I've never heard of anything like that. Is it like pressurized? I don't that's what it seemed like because I like pushed it back down and the water stopped coming through. It was like pressurized water I shot it up. I've never heard of anything like that.
1: Oh, I know what he's talking about. So you know how in the back of the toilet the piece there's the flapper, but the you're talking about the pieces attached to the flapper. Yeah. And then yeah, the, the water comes time. in through that. So there's probably it probably just cracked off or something and yeah, that's, that's not a good thing. We, I, a, I have a, a back porch that turned into part of the house now. It's part of like living space now. And uh, it was used as a – my brother used to live in there before I bought it. We bought the house together, and then I bought him out. And he's in the room, and he hears a sound. And I was down here doing construction with him too, so I was in the house. And you hear the sound. You don't know what it is. It sounds like airflow, but it's – All sealed in the floors down. It's all done. And we don't know what it is. And we find out that underneath the floor, there's a pipe for uh, copper. So this house was done in copper portions of it and portions of it with CVPC. And the copper, there's nothing, nothing's pressing against it, just spraying a leak. And it was just shooting a little stream of water into the underside of the floor uh, mm-hmm. for probably about six or seven days. We're like, what does that sound? I don't know. What does that sound? I don't know. And you just try to figure it out, couldn't figure it out. And then eventually you took the floor up and the, it's soaking fucking wet underneath there. <laughs> yeah. All the mold, mold had started to like grow and stuff. So got that oh, figured no. out. But
0: yeah, man, that's that sucks man. Yeah, owning a house, it sounds great, it sounds fantastic, but when you're owning and you're not renting, that shit goes shit breaks, you got to fix it. <laughs> it's on mm-hmm. you. You can't just call maintenance and have them come in and replace something.
2: Yeah, I mean the first night we were here, once we turned on the water back on, like three pipes blew out on us. It sucks, okay. man. That, that's why I want that's why I want rentals. So
1: this this is like a duplex, so I don't have to pay for anything uh, or in terms of like I live for free basically They other people pay my debt down they, they pay for the repairs because it's above and beyond like what I need. So I'm a big fan of rental property because <laughs> then you don't have to, you don't have to pay to live. Hell but yeah. So Tesla I want to jump into yeah.
0: me and Dave were actually talking about a particular compound um, that, you know, he's hypothetically used and I may hypothetically use. So, we were talking about Primo, Prima Bolan, uh, the champagne of steroids coined by Arnold Schwarzenegger, who uh, says, fuck your freedom, even though he used that freedom to migrate to this country, become wealthy, become a politician, and now have a nice cush retirement. And he just got in a bad accident where, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but his truck ended up like on top of a Prius and there was a Porsche involved and he was, you know, I saw a video and this is not what I was trying to go with, but we just kind of go here, but um, he was with that girl, Greta Thornburg, whatever, that little girl that's all, like, super environmental and says we're all horrible for living. And he's driving a fucking massive GMC fucking Yukon or Denali or some shit and runs <laughs> over a Prius. So it's just funny when people say one thing and do completely the other. But, Dave, let us know about Primo. We were talking, and you were saying, like, Primo, you can, you pretty much would run the same dose of Primo as, as your uh, testosterone. What would I expect to to get from Primo, like on top of so testing Primo, nothing else. Like, what? Why is everyone like Primo so much? One, people like it because they can't get it. <laughs>
2: Primo is like ninety eight percent to 99 percent of your Primo is going to be faked. Um, the cool thing about Primo is it's very very mild. People relate it to Trend. I don't know why they're completely different. Um, I relate it to masterone, so that's going to be your closest comparison. It is a good DHT derivative. So one DHT does not convert to estrogen, two, it's going to bind to where estrogen is going to try to bind to, so it controls your estrogen levels. So instead of using aromatizer inhibitors to control your estrogen levels, you can use something like a bowl and to help you in that aspect. Now it's not as strong as masterone by any means but the anabolic properties are higher in Primo than Masterone. So I truly love love Primo um, because it is more mild. You can run it in higher amounts. You have to run it in higher amounts, making it, again, more expensive. Another thing about Primo that I do want to declare that you can know if it's fake or not, if it is above 100 milligrams per milliliter, then it is fake, unless if you're walking around with a knot and wherever you're shooting it, for like a week time because it is extremely hard to get it basically diluted down. It's not like testosterone where you can do 200, 300 milligrams per milliliter. um, And then all the 400 milligrams and 500 milligrams are all fake. Anyways. Um, Did they just threw a label on there? But Primo is one that you can, it's extremely painful if it gets above hundred milligrams per milliliter, like I'm talking unbearably painful. Now, what can you expect from that? One, you're going to be harder anyways, because of the reduction in estrogen. So it's a really good drug to either cut or even bulk on because you can also run your testosterone levels a little bit higher because you're going to get balanced with the estrogen without having to run aromatizer inhibitors. So there's like two really good uses for it. Um, the, the reason why you don't really hear about Primo being used in, um, competition stacks really is because it's so commonly faked and like you get better erections, your sex drive goes up. Um, I, it just balances with testosterone. Any drug that balances with testosterone with very mild side effects is a intelligent, could be an intelligent use or intelligent way to stack. What, what did you mention about, I don't have any experience with Primo, uh, but what did you mention
1: about estrogen? Obviously, it doesn't convert if it's DHT, but uh, does it have some type of uh, anti-estrogen effects? Yes,
2: yes. It's, In it's which, similar to Huh? How, how does that work exactly? It has to do with where it binds. So uh, where it binds is essentially um, the same spot where estrogen aromatizes. So it has it basically can stop aromat more extra aromatization from. Your steroids is very similar to Masterone. Like Masterone and Premo are both um, anti breast cancer drugs. Masterone was better because it was more of an anti androgen, or sorry, more androgenic than uh, anabolic. So it binded more heavily. But um, they found out that there are better drugs like Nolbidex or Arimidex or Letrozole to work for breast cancer because you don't need to have androgenic side effects to limit down your estrogen levels. And I think that's the reason why they ended up pulling masterone from the market. I think some Mast is still used someplace in the US world, but not really commonly. And then uh, Primo as well is very – it's still made, but it's not as common anymore.
1: What did it's you guys – what was your experience with you guys? Huh? Go ahead. Go ahead Test your levels. Well, I was just going to ask what you guys' experiences were. I don't have much experience with gear on the uh like old school like type gear much more on like sarms and peptides than i do with that or like hgh related type stuff um but not so much with the like old school type gear that people have so i was curious what the effects were that you personally maybe if you did experiment with it what would it was like
0: i've never personally tried primo and i was just interested in, in talking with david about it because it's and now that you've mentioned kind of some of the benefits and I've never really looked into Primo, but I can see why they would call it the champagne of beer of uh, champagne of beers, <laughs> fucking Miller high life. But uh, I can see why they say the champagne of uh, steroids. I mean, I guess, yeah, if you're a bodybuilder and you know, you're running high amounts and this helps with estrogen, it also helps with muscle growth and it helps to give you some of those positive benefits like libido erection, stuff like that. I can see why that would be benefit. Now, for me, it doesn't it doesn't seem like it would make sense, not even from a cost perspective to take just because I don't have estrogen sides, I'm not running blast right now. I'm obviously not particularly hard or ready for freaking the stage, so it doesn't seem like there would be much of a, a, a reason for me to take that. But I was just interested in in what your thoughts were. But I think Dave, you've hypothetically uh, experimented or researched with it before.
2: Yeah, so I I just think that it's a good Whenever you're testosterone, you're going super physiological with testosterone, you're going to have more aromatization. It doesn't matter if you're a low aromatizing person such as myself. When you're stacking stuff together, don't just throw drugs at the equation and throw drugs at the equation. You should be stacking intelligently. So testosterone should always be the base. And why should testosterone be the base? All that you need to know is testosterone is the best muscle builder out there, period. No Anabolic steroid beats it. Testosterone is the best muscle builder. So when you're talking about adding to the equation, You want things to either give you that extra anabolic effect and to balance out the testosterone side effects that you could get without limiting health variables such as extra estrogen because that can lead to blood clotting if your estrogen levels get way too high. Um, You might not feel as good, but estrogen is awesome for muscle building too. So you want to find like that happy, happy equilibrium. This is why running labs during cycle can put you at an advantage rather than someone else that's not running labs. Because if you know, like, okay, my testosterone levels are here, blah, blah, They're going to be so super physiological. You're going to probably have to get it all director scale scale. If you want to actually look at that, um, you can kind of get a rough estimate based off of your uh, free test. But with the estrogen, you want it to be as high as you can without being sky high. Um, So crushing your estrogen profile isn't also the best bet, but testosterone has that base. So if you throttle up 600 milligrams of testosterone, you have 300 milligrams of Primo in there, let's just say hypothetically, um, and your estrogen levels are like below 40 still, then you can probably increase your testosterone a little bit. If if your testosterone levels are getting closer to like the 80 to 100 range, you're probably going to want to increase the Primo to hopefully reduce down the aromatization without having to worry about, having thorough aromatizer inhibitors at the issue that's where like a lot of these people get it kind of in my opinion asked backwards because they're going to be utilizing aromidex and arimidex when you're taking super physiological amounts of testosterone or gear in general your cholesterol profile is going to be hindered to some degree you know like it, it, we all have those thresholds but it, to some degree and if we can reduce how much our ar- Arimidex we can take, which is, like I said, the majority of what people are going to take, which is going to affect your cholesterol profile negatively by utilizing another one anabolic compound. These are anabolic steroids to balance out those side effects from your testosterone. That is my biggest thing when it comes to um, intelligent stacking is balance and do it based off
0: of lab work. Don't shoot in the dark. This isn't bro science anymore. This is your life. It's you know, what's interesting is a lot of people don't realize that estrogen helps build muscle. And I think we've talked about this on the show where they did that study with cows where I guess they'd used a uh, trend pellets. That's how they were giving these cows the trend, but they gave them, they did the study where they gave one set of cows trend and one set of cows trend with estrogen and the ones with taking estrogen built more muscle. Now that's in cows, obviously, but we know that estrogen does help build muscle. So, you know, if I, Hey, I didn't even really do research when I did my first cycle. I had a guy stop by my house, drop off two bottles of a NAMPHET, Um, And funny story. So, you know, I, I guess I did some research to where, you know, I knew that you kind of had to, you know, throw some air into the bottle. So you kind of, you know, so you're not just always pulling in a vacuum. And, dude, I don't know. I don't know if I had, I think I had three ML syringes. And I was trying to, like, jam this air in there. And it did not want to go. And the cap came off. So the cap came off, it flew off, the bottle tipped over on my desk. I freaking picked it up. I I don't, I don't remember how I got the cap back on, but I, I think I lost like an ML or something, but <laughs> hey, I still ran that shit. You know, I, I was I had two bottles of tests and that was part of my cycle. <laughs> and uh and I even I even like got some of it on my finger. I tried to get as much off and put it on my tongue. I was just like, you know, get it in my body one way or the other. I'm not just gonna I'm not just gonna wipe up a milliliter of, of testosterone. I just paid a hundred some odd dollars a bottle. And now that I realize my liver just, you know, ate that shit up and just, you know, but, uh, but yeah, that was, uh, I forgot where I was even going with that, but
1: I I feel like, and that was a good tangent though.
0: uh, I feel like a
1: lot of the times, once you've been in this arena for a while, maybe less so today because there's so much more information, but if you've been in this arena for, you know, more than just like the last three years where a lot of shit has really changed, you've had the experience of getting, Dirty gear or gear that was like, you know, from your buddy that was like, it just you you, you knew it was like done in a bathtub or something, <laughs> and, and you're like, damn, is, is it supposed to be this story? He's like, oh yeah, that's yeah, normal, and you're like, bro, it's four fucking days later, and I can barely walk because my leg is so sore <laughs> from the injection. Like I feel like everybody's probably, going, I mean, right? I'm not the only person who's had that experience, right? <laughs> I've never yeah. tried
0: the super high dose. I tried a uh, SIP 300, um and I didn't have any issues with that. That was pretty good. The only issues I had was that it was hypothetically in ampules. And I th- I've told the story that I, I hate ampules and I so I was I I took each ampule and I basically transferred it over into a, a, a sterile 10 mil vial. But at the end, I was I think I've told the story. There were little shards of glass in there. So I was having to, oh, yeah. I was having to freaking put the bottle up to like a white thing on my, on my monitor so that I could see, and I could look in the syringe and see if there were any slivers of glass. And it got to the point where it was just, I couldn't draw a full ML without, without getting glass. So uh, I'm I the,
2: the, go uh, just going to say, I think the worst because we were talking about injection stories. I think the worst gear I've ever pinned before, it was like test, right? Nothing special. And, uh, I, I've always had actually really good experience. I've been lucky, I guess. And this one time I like ejected my ass and I was just like, I can't sit down. Like, you try to like rub it out, like take a lacrosse ball to it, and you're like practically in tears trying to rub it out. And like the thing wouldn't go down. And then I'm like, hey, is this normal? Yeah, of course, it's normal. Like, it happens all the time. Like, you're going to be good. I'm like, all right, whatever. Three days later, you're doing your next, next cheek, right? And the other one's so swollen. So you're hoping that's swelling and that cheek is going to go down eventually before your next pin through the next cheek. Dude, I couldn't sit down for like a week. It was like golf balls in my glutes. And um, yeah, that's a time that you have, uh, they didn't mix it properly because there's too much BA. Usually when it creates that much muscle irritation. Um, and I'm lucky that I didn't get a cyst or anything like that. I have seen it, oh, speaking of cysts and the glutes, I saw a guy at a national stage with two cysts. But I'm talking like and they had to have been infected because it was like softball size. It was this big. You saw it coming through the trunks on both sides. It was like, um, do you know, the Dragon Ball Z character, Frieza, like his like purple shoulders and stuff like that, how big they were. It was like that, but coming out of the glutes. It was like, oh,
0: that's crazy. And so you you attest that to the alcohol that they just got too much alcohol in it. It's usually benzoyl alcohol. That's like what
2: makes it uh, sterile, so that you're not going to get infections or anything like that. Um, and that's yeah. what I've heard. I don't know, but I would. That's what I've heard from like pretty intelligent people, so I would assume that's right.
1: I don't. I don't know if I agree that or bacteria in there. Like, yeah, I, I had one where I had the same issue where like I couldn't. I couldn't even roll over. that's how bad it was it was just excruciating pain in my boots. so I cut the instead of doing one ml I was like okay let me just try if I microdose if I'd still could I still do this or do I just need to throw this away and I did it um about half an ml um in my tricep right before going on vacation uh I get to we went to Panama City Panama And I couldn't even like reach down to pull my shirt up to take it off over my head. I had to like bend forwards, lift up like one arm and let my girlfriend grab my shirt and pull it off. Because if I tried to raise my arm up, it was was to the point where I did it right in the middle of my tricep it swell if my elbow had cankles like you do when you're when you have so much edema in your ankles my it came down into my forearm on both sides the, the inside and the outside of my forearm it was so like i was like if i ever that's why i do like microdose when i'm trying a new brand just for like a small bit
2: because if, if i have a bad reaction i'll be like okay well i'm not even <laughs> trying to do a second injection <laughs> So the, the worst, and this is actually not bad gear. Um, I haven't had it in years, though. I, I used to get it once in a blue moon. because I, I do pin my shoulders uh, as one of my sights I use. And the worst, I, and I'm sure you guys have experienced it, too, like where You you know where it normally like leaks out and it irritates the skin and stuff like that, and you get a rash. I don't really ever get that on the shoulder, but what I have gotten on the shoulder is where you know it leaks out and it goes down into the bicep, and it runs like a long head of the bicep, and actually, I've had it so inflamed where like my shoulder and my arm gets flushed because it gets so inflamed. because It, it leaks out of the muscle, and it's it, just an irritation. It's an irritation the body. It's not supposed to be there. It's going to be in the muscle absorbing the oil. Have you guys had that?
0: I've never had that. I've, uh, I've Pretty much, I, I don't really like quads. Um, and fun fact, I've never done a glute injection myself, never once. I've just, really? I I don't like the angle. I don't like. I like to be able to go across like this, like right arm over, and it's just tough. I don't like the angle of going like this. I don't know why I don't like that. Maybe it's because it's a smaller muscle that you kind of have to hit. But I've done like- I've done delts. I've done traps. I've done pecs. Um, Uh-oh. did shrats? I do? I don't think I did bicep. I did calf. Um, so what's your go-to? I chickened out on on lats. I don't know. I felt like that was weird to do lats. So
2: I can I can the lats, but I'm I feel like you walk in the house and you're like, hey Alexa, test shop.
1: But what's your go? go to? What's your go to location like for shots then?
0: Me, yeah, mine would be delts, delts. But I, do, I mainly do sub Q. I mean, I, I don't, I haven't run a, I haven't run a cycle in a while. So, I mean, I'm just doing sub Q. I just video, I uh, did a release a video today, actually. I did my full uh, sub Q from start to finish, and that includes that bottle of Sustanon. And when I, so if I put the bottle of, if I take 0.2 milligram milliliters of Sustanon first, and then I put the sip on top. When I'm doing toward the end of that shot, I can tell when it's starting to be the Sustanon because it starts to give me that kind of like that, the kind of like sharp pain and kind of feels like it's more pressure. So I do think it is the alcohol because, and it's not like, it's not like Sus 500 or something like that. This is Sus 250 from a reputable pharmaceutical brand, of course. Um, So it's nothing, it shouldn't give me, you know, shouldn't burn and give me a lot of pit, but it does. But I found a kind of workaround by mixing it with that cipionate to kind of water it down, and it works.
1: That's interesting. If it is the BA and that's working for you, that kind of would make sense, though. Because if you're you have something that right, David, you were saying that has too much benzo in it, right? So if it has too much, or the concentration of that is too high, the benzo alcohol, and you're saying that if you actually stick it with sip, and you're effectively reducing the concentration of that it's more effective that would make sense that's interesting
0: so i had a so i had something something interesting i saw that i was just looking at before i got on this podcast i don't know if you guys got the email or you get emails from ea but tony huge just released uh 2400 nfts um a good majority of them are like big Ramy with like different like different EA products. One of them, you know, he's got like a weight in his hand. One of them's got a trophy, and then they did some ones where like they took pictures from the uh, Olympia, and they're selling them for one hundred thirty nine dollars a piece for each NFT. And
1: what does it I that
0: was, Huh? What, it, what does he have anything in like the smart contract to,
1: to that's included with it, or just the NFT?
0: So it looked like they went through another company because when I clicked on the link, it was some other company dot EA or something like that. So it looks like there's a company that does this and they were talking about smart, uh, you know, smart contracts. So but I just thought that was interesting. I'm not a big NFT person. I don't see someone looking back in 50 years and be like, yo, I've got to have Big Ramey number 572. That's the one where he's got the weight and the aerodonic acid. But. (laughs) I don't personally see that because you can just make NFTs out of thin air. So there's no like, uh, you know, supply and demand. But I just thought it was interesting that, you know, a company like EA, where in the grand scheme of things in the world, it's not a massive company, but they're able to, they're getting into crypto and they're turning more people onto crypto. And we've talked about it before. I think all of us like crypto. I think it's such a cool thing, but I thought I would bring that up. See what your guys thoughts were. Um, I'm creating an NFT,
2: by the way. Uh, but it's with a famous artist. And so it's actually going to be artwork. It's not going to be, and we're going to have a, we're still deciding on how we're going to build in the smart contracts to it. But we uh, intellectual properties may be involved for some of them. And um, so they can basically reproduce the work that they want to, so that they can actually make money off the NFT. Therefore it actually holds value. So like a lot of these NFTs, I think are just like ridiculous, right? Like buying a worm for, $3 $3 million because there's hype around it. I mean, I guess supply and demand kind of thing, but it's like you're going to buy a glow worm that looks like a toddler drew it for $3 million. Okay. And a lot of that stuff. But now I do think that the NFTs are a very futuristic thing of smart contract work, Some depending on how the contracts are worked out. For instance, one of my buddies uh, bought into a golf course, right? So you can buy stock, within that company to buy a golf course, and then they might be rolling out and doing it. So it's like buying stock into a company, but it's private. Now it's going to be really interesting once the federal government walks all over this though, and they get involved because of all these scams that are happening, guarantee you 95 to 98% of them. Keep in mind, most people are pretty good by nature, but then you have those like few percentage of people that are just going to take advantage of that are intelligent that just use their intelligence towards bad and they're going to scam people. There was a, there was an island, um, and they're selling m- this property on this island, millions and millions and millions of dollars, right? Um, and it's a virtual island. The island doesn't even exist. They don't even own this island. But they're selling property on this island, but they actually don't own the island. So if they get enough money, then your money is – or if they don't raise enough money, then your money is protected. They're just going to send it right back to you, and they're not going to buy the island. But yet they're spending all this money on marketing and stuff like that. They even like, are banning people off Twitter from being able to comment about them. Like, if there's any negative publicity, they just ban them. And then they basically give you like these virtual coins that you can spend on this island that doesn't even exist if you promote it like to your friends and you get your friends to join into it. So they're like building this fake community around this island that's a real island that they don't own the island, but they're selling property on the island.
1: That sounds like something from like the what they do in the metaverse, where you the, you can get the land and then you sell off portions of the land. But if you're talking like combining the physical world. I thought about what if we created an NFT for each episode, and you could do all the back episodes as well, where it was maybe ten minutes of that episode as some type of art that included. When we do a meet and greet, like a pass there or or like if, if we come out with product, a free uh, product that they get for owning the NFT and they'll only have 10 per episode of that or put together one, you know, a free pass and we do a larger event or something along those lines. We could release one every single week or people who are leaving comments, we could actually give them out to those people and have that part of the contract if they're actually holding that to utilize that as a way to help uh give people more incentive to like
0: you know there's there's lots of cool things you can do with nfts and blockchains and smart contracts you know like one of the big ones um is you know like luxury brands you know how do i know this is a real rolex how do i know this is a real louis vuitton you know and they can put something either you know Super micro uh, etch, like a QR code or something where you scan that and it says, OK, this and this, you know, part of this coin is on the blockchain. This is legit Louis Vuitton um, ticket sales um, like you were, David, you were talking about like that golf course. I mean, it sounds that sounds kind of more like a, the idea of kind of like a REIT. Where, you know, you buy in, you know, you you buy in with a certain amount of money and then you get a percentage of the profits based on how much you, but, you know, with with stocks and all that stuff, I mean, it's paperwork, databases, this and that. Whereas with the blockchain, they don't even have to know who I am is to invest in that golf course. You know, I get online, okay, I want to invest 1 million. Okay, boom, you get this amount of tokens or whatever, you know, however they structure it. And then it's just like, a, it's just like that Helium app that I have. They don't know who I am, but they know that I have an antenna up. They know that I'm broadcasting. And then when my thing does stuff, they give me a little bit of coin. So I thought that's interesting. I mean, crypto is super cool. We could talk about it all day. Yeah. But speaking about banning, um, I put a, I put a picture. I didn't even think about it, but I took a picture because I just got uh, I got testosterone prescribed by a brand new doctor. And I think that's going to be on the next episode. And I think we may wrap this one up shortly. But um, I took a picture of one ml bottle of testosterone and i just asked i wanted to ask i've never tried the brand before sun pharma so i put up the post uh have any of you guys tried this brand is it good is it trash let me know and within minutes fucking taken down um told i have violated community guidelines um i had no no button there to request a review or appeal or anything and that's uh, and then um enhanced info on instagram good page Um, He told me that Greg Doucette got banned back in August for posting a picture of his of his bottle of testosterone. And all these people on my page were like, bro, there are so many pictures of people with testosterone. They just don't happen to be men or they're trying to become men like, you know, there's people, uh, people who are transitioning and listen, I don't give, I don't give two shits if you're transitioning, as long as you're happy in your life, but there can't be a set of rules where I get banned for posting a picture of testosterone and you get favored in the algorithm because you're transitioning. I don't care. What, let me know what the fucking rules are one way or the other, but there can't be two separate rules. That doesn't make sense. I've actually heard of this being an issue. One of my friend's accounts actually
2: got banned. Um, and I, I was just actually on his podcast. Apparently he wasn't like, that bashing, but he was bashing basically obesity for being like honored, essentially like it's okay to be obese. Like, no, it's not okay to be unhealthy. Like, like it's okay if you're if you're heavy set and you're healthy, that's fine. But don't promote obesity as if it's healthy. And people also don't know this that the plus size models are forced to get heavier and heavier, or also lose their contracts. It's messed up. That's actually the truth behind it and they're trying to promote this so he basically rep- somehow replicated this post I think that one of them did that's really famous and they basically sent their entire like community over to basically get his page banned or something like that crazy and um like and he I don't think he was like bashing them from what I understand I think he would just like basically trolled them in a sense and he like he there was enough reports where they, he ended up getting banned then he comes gone do you remember when we were kids when, when we would say, like, um, wor-
1: words will never hurt me, by sticks and stones or something? What was I saying? Where it was like, t- today it's like.
0: will break my bones, but words will never hurt me.
1: And today it doesn't matter. <laughs> sticks and stones are fine. But if you say that I'm a jerk, like, oh my God, my feelings are crushed. I'm like, I need to ban you and censor you because you're a bad person for saying those words. Like, what kind of fucking world do we
0: live Wait, in? Wait, you mean those nonviolent protests weren't violent? <laughs> They're calling the truckers in Canada mercenaries, and they're trying to—they're trying to basically have GoFundMe seize their money. They raised over ten million dollars Canadian, uh, and there's some lady that's trying to get. She's like, she was like, uh, she's like, yeah, we could go the legal route to try to, you know, to seize this funding, but you know that takes time, so we just want to just go ahead and just do it without fucking legal action. I was like, this is getting pretty crazy. You know, and these guys are just, these guys aren't burning shit down. They're not looting. They're just driving. You know, it's not, it's not like BLM and Antifa in the U.S.
1: where they were just destroying all sorts of shit. Yeah,
0: yeah, and they're like they're like this is crazy. People can't use the roads. It's like, well, maybe if you spent more money on infrastructure and less money giving people the fucking jib, maybe you'd be able to build some more roads. <laughs> but it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. The world's nuts. But I think we're at kind of a point where. I think the majority of people are like, this is fucking stupid. They're, I mean, they're not going to be normal. People aren't going to go and riot and protest and shit. But I think you talk to anyone and they're like, yeah, this shit's ridiculous. You know, Omicron's a fucking cold, but anyway, but I think we're going to wrap up this episode. Um, But um, if you are listening to this, we are on YouTube. If you're watching us, we're on every major podcast. Um, Go check out Sam Stolt on Instagram and YouTube under Sam Stolt. Look up, Check out David D. Mesquita on Instagram as dynamite underscore D and also as YouTube. I think we all have TikTok channels, too. But anyway, check us out on whichever platform you like. Um, thank you guys for being here. If you could drop a like, click on the subscribe button. Help a brother out. It's free. Come on. We're trying to grow this podcast. But love you guys. Um, and we'll see you next time.